world, and welcome to another episode of Black Nerd Fridays. I'm your host, D. Neal. My host, Mr. Refine, is on his way. Shout out to Suds. Suds can't be here, so we're going to hold Suds down for real. It's going down. This is the last day, holiday season edition, so we're not doing it Friday because we got to let the family enjoy the indigenous people holiday, okay, Thursday and Friday. Shout out to all the Native Americans, you know, feel me, who got slaughtered by these, these colonization white people, but it's going down. And of course, Yo. Mr. Fine just hopped on. But you know who we're we talking about right now? We're talking about right here, Fables of Reclamation by Mr. Jared Bailey himself. Geek Quality Comics is going down. Hopefully he hop on in a second because I just sent him the link. But man, it's crazy out here. Come on, we got to look at this cover. We got to look at this art. Yeah, that joint's beautiful. Give me one come second. On. Give me one second, bro. It's all good. It's all good. Take your time. Take your time. Like, come on, look at this. Look at this. It's getting it's beautiful artwork out here. The, the man is... The man did his thing. Shout out to Winston Gam uh, Gam Gambro, who who was his who was his artist. And this is going down. It's a good time. So, all in all, <clears throat> I'm excited. This is my last last day for me for the month. So it's going over to Suds for December, the month of December, the holiday season. And you know, as we usually do here, we love anime, manga, sci-fi, comics, movies, and more. But what else do we enjoy here at Black Nerd Fridays? Craft beer. So I'm gonna go ahead and throw it over to my my main man from the bottom to the top, right here, because we're here, Mr. Refine. What you drinking, man? Talk to me. Yo, listen, I got a lot of cooking to do today. It's going down, (laughs) and I'm doing all the cooking. So I'm taking a light as of right now. This is Great Lakes Christmas L. It's the season. I'm getting into it. This is a uh, L with spice and honey. Um, 7.5%. And this is one of the drinks that I love to drink right around this time of year. So that's what I'm getting into today. And then after that, I got to start cooking. So you know how that's show, goes. man. I tell you, so I ain't going to keep you long. We're going to get it going, man. Shout out to Tiger's Tap Room. Okay. Ooh. The tap room right here, the Trappist, the good hops out here. Ooh. No, this is not their beer because they didn't have any more of the, the Tiger's Tap Room. Shout out to them. Just did an episode with them for, for Beer Talk now. But I have the Twisted. The Twisted Stout, 12.5 ABV out here. Forgot the brewery's name that made that. And then again, I got the Diablo. Okay, this is a barley wine, 11.5 barley wine. So you know I'm about to open these up. Shout out to the Tigers Tap Room, Oakland, California, stand up. Jack London, I see. And let's get and let's let's get into it, man. I know we waiting on on uh, Jared. I, I sent the 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 uh, invite late so you know i'm uh, you already know what i'm about to jump into while we waiting on him because i didn't do it but i'm gonna sign up for it now we're gonna go to what the good the bad and the ugly (laughs) if you have any of fables of reclamation and i'm gonna start off with mr refine after i add it after i throw it on let's talk about it man i'm listening to you talk go talk about the good (laughs) um I really, really enjoyed the whole idea. You talking about like medieval times. So it takes you back probably, I'm hoping just in my mental state, 12, 1300s, maybe even earlier, um, dragons, lore, fantasy, all of that. Yes. And when you look at the artwork in there, it brings you back to that time frame. Mentally for myself, I like to read books like that. So this comic was no short of all those sort of things where you have mythical beings and creatures, even some of them that talk. So it was just right on my lane, man. And I actually enjoyed it. And from what I've seen based upon the storyline, this is going to be a very interesting comic book series, how it ended. And particularly with this main um, 
protagonist. So I loved it overall. Man, shout out, shout out to that, man. For me, the definitely the good is gonna be the artwork. The storyline definitely got you asking a whole bunch of questions. Who is this? What do they do? Very straightforward about uh Purlonia, if I pronounce that uh kingdom yeah. right, or settlement, because again, they call him the king, but it's a settlement. Right. Uh, and I really want to dive into more of the story. Definitely want to talk about Roosevelt, the main character, uh, whose name is really not Roosevelt. He was given that name as in, when he was enslaved by Purlonia. So that's something right. I want to talk about as well. So I definitely can't wait uh, to this uh, uh, issue number two, three, four, five, just the whole series and really see where this uh, capacity to survive uh, really takes uh, uh, our, our main character, our protagonist. So what do we say? What do we say about the bad, man? Let's talk about the bad. Um, be honest with you, I didn't have any bad. And one mm. of the reasons why is it's a cast full of pretty much from what I've seen. These are people of color. It looks like black people specifically. So I can't knock it down. Um, the, the, they're just, again, this is me. This is my thought process. I didn't have any bad at all. Zero. I like, I like where you're going with that, Mr. Refine. It's all good. It's all zero. good, man. It's all good. I, I mean, the only thing the bad I had is that I was like, where can I cheers. get more? All right. Cheers to you, brother. Shout out to Brick Terrarian. Shout out, hold us down, man. Brick Terrarian, Beer Hut, man. If you know about the high ABV live, Georgia stand up was good with it. Facts. Um, definitely, <clears throat> definitely my bad was that I definitely wanted, uh, I wanted a little more. All right. I wanted a little <laughs> more. Uh, it, it was just, it was a great introduction uh, I just want to issue one to be like maybe 40, 50 pages. I'm just going to keep it a hundred. So okay. Okay. That's, that's just where I was at, man. Give me, give me a little background story so I can make it happen. I see, I see Jared just got on, so we're going to get him on and then, uh, go ahead and go with your bad, uh, Mr. Refine before we get, uh, I get just did bad. You my ugly, my ugly. Oh yeah. Ugly, my ugly. My um, bad. Look at me. I said bad. my ugly is I wasn't too fond of the, of the ghouls per se. Um, hmm. The undead. I know who they were, and I understand their "quote unquote" purpose. I wasn't too fond of them, but besides that, it wasn't much. Like I said, I didn't have much of a critique. I really enjoyed it, the the whole thing thoroughly, and I can't wait to see how um, issue two, three, four, five is going to be because it just leads me in the right direction. So I don't really have much ugly besides not liking those uh, ghouls, etc. Got you, got you. I ain't gonna, I'm, I ain't gonna front. I ain't got no ugly either, man. I ain't. Gonna lie. I mean, it's issue one. <laughs> I ain't, I'm not gonna get. On, I'm not gonna get on Mr. Uh, Bailey a little uh, too hard on that. Again, issue one, I love it. I just want I just wanted more. I, I am a big swords and nice guy. I remember uh, yes. before I really figured out what the true uh, King Arthur story was. That whole uh, King Arthur and the round and the Knights of the Round Table, the cartoon that used to come on for a short minute. Used to love that with the the with the magic from the shields, the wolf, the dragons, all that stuff like that. So I'm a big fan, and I and I love. Uh, the monoliths in this as well. So I have nothing ugly to say about it. I just want more. So without further ado, let's 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 welcome him as we do at uh, Black Nerd Fridays. Glasses up for Mr. Uh, Jared, Jared. Uh, the creator and founder of Geek Quality, Mr. Jared Bailey. Let's get him on here. Mr. Bailey, how we doing? Can you see me? Oh, hi. Hey, how's it going? How are you doing? Your camera. I can't see you on, on the yeah. black on the camera. Uh, oh, there we go. There Hello. Oh, how okay. you feeling, man? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah you're hundred percent right now. You're hundred percent. Good. So, good. hey, thank you, thank you for joining us, man. Thank you yes. again. I got it. I got it on time. You know what I mean? Oh, it came right. Cool. The, you know, it came yesterday, so I read it. You, Mister Refine, only took ten minutes. I took an hour, even though it's not an hour <laughs> worth of reading. But I definitely had to write down my questions. You know, my hand, my trusty Dutch, the uh, trusty dusty notebook. 
Shout out to Earn Your Leisure. Always bring the pen and pad. Technology is great, but paper is better. All right. Big um, facts. So I'm going to jump into this with you because I, I know we talked uh, before when you were getting everything together, really wanted to showcase this. And when I saw the just the imagery for just the first time that you posted it as far as what you were creating, I was like, oh, yeah, swords, shields, dragons, knights, minotaurs, uh, mages. I'm with it. Let's make it happen. So let me get to the first question to ask you. What was the inspiration uh, of, of the creation of Geek Quality? And I'm going to throw it to you that way. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's like a lot of, a lot of the, um, inspiration came mostly from, um, just like childhood, um, like watching different, like superhero things like old Spider-Man, uh, night, like the nineties, Spider-Man, X-Men and Batman were like my first introductions to like superhero comics. That's right. They're coming back uh, out by the way too. that X-Men coming back out. Oh yeah, that that X Men ninety seven announcement. Man, on come TV. on, man, come <laughs> on, let's go. <laughs> and they even had like the small, um, like I, it was like a quick like sneak peek at like what their costumes look like. Mm. Oh man, it's like exactly like the way it was. Like I can't wait for that. I can't wait um, either. Excited, yeah. Uh, as, but yeah, just the kind of stuff like that. And honestly, Rugrats. Um, mm. like, how, like mm. and Doug, come on, yeah, like, uh, the way they like imagine just different scenarios in their day to day life being like mm. these big, grandiose, like adventures. Like, I kind of always like, like, cr- like gravitated towards that. Um, really like that. Um, and then, um, yeah, just like a lot of the characters that like I'm like hoping to also like, uh, tell with geek quality uh has been like in collaboration with like friends and family and stuff so like we've been working on different ideas and then like a lot of the quarantine lockdown time like Mm. it was a lot of room to like i guess just work on some of the ideas that we always like kind of talked about and um and like like for fables of reclamation like specifically um, a lot of the things that were also happening last year with like Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, um, it was just kind of um, like creating like a lot of this like inner like like this like this burning like feeling that I didn't have anything to like put in. His no, love, no, mid- there you go. Yeah, lost in the major um, for seconds, but you're coming back. You're coming back. It's all right. To get included in those things, because, oh yeah, it, yeah, there you go. Like, yeah, you just got yeah, lost. Okay. Yeah, you just got lost in the <laughs> okay. a little bit. You all good? Okay, cool for sure. Um, but yeah, um, not seeing a lot of like like people of color and like black representation and and things like uh, Middle Earth and and Game of Thrones, mm. um, uh, kind of like inspired me to like start start like pouring those I guess emotions into like like the story of fables. And I and I will say, since you mentioned Game of Thrones, for me, that pirate, the black pirate, when he was the scene where uh, uh, I forgot his name, start with a D, but his son got killed by the I mean, by the uh, the the wildfire, whatever that damn fire was. Spoiler alert, whatever. When the black (laughs) when the black pirate was like, I'm not going to war with you. I'm a pirate. And and he really was saying, I'm a black man and I'm free. (laughs) Like I'm about to be going here fighting the war at King's Landing for no reason when I'm out here trying to get some, get to this money and live my life. Cause I don't know when I, I'm, I don't know when they try to take me again. So I love black man for saying 
that's your fight, ain't mine. I'm keeping it moving. <laughs> yeah. so with that, with that, that actually tie into what I want to talk about on this question right here. Man, will we learn who the old masters of the preservers are uh, that Lord uh, Hall talked uh, spoke of? Because that was a real quick reference uh, when he was in his when he got oh, transferred to the boat um, and had that quick conversation with the uh, with the Cyclops slash ghouls. I mean, because I, I couldn't tell if they were goblins because I was like when I was thinking of ghouls, I was like, all right, I'm about to have these undead looking things. But they were a mixture yeah. to me of like goblins and Cyclops. Um, will we get to know who they are? Because it seems like they have a very uh, prominent role into why the ghouls and the, and the Cyclopses are even with the uh, Supreme uh, Supreme Immortal anyway, uh, Supreme Undead, undead anyway. Right. So, um, yeah, so this like so we will if like I'm, I do have plans to eventually like reveal who the Supreme Undead is um, and like what his like goal is as far as like recruiting the preservers to like pretty much sweep these lands. Uh, the preservers main goal is like to um, eradicate like any any like any estate that doesn't really have allegiance to like a higher like a higher being or like if they don't if they don't like serve a god Mm -hmm. um so they're pretty much like looking at anyone that even if even if other lands do have like allegiances to like their own source like if it's not in alignment to the way that the supreme undead sees fit then they're pretty much like this needs this is impure like we need to like get rid of it, burn it so that we can make space for more like-minded, uh, like, like more like-minded nations. Hmm. Um, so the Supremum dead, like as far as like this story, um, that like will continue in, in number like two and three, he's actually not as pivotal or integral in like in the story. Hmm. Uh, there is like, there, like, I do have like some plans for him to, to factor in later. Nice. And that was the question I was going to ask, too, but you, you already answered that. Yep. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah, we, matter of fact, that was one of the questions I had at the bottom, so I can take that one off. Good job. Good <laughs> two for one. Two for one special. That's all right. Well, I mean, and, and, I'm, and this is going to continue with the old masters because I really wanted to get uh, understanding of, of who or what they were. Uh, was Lord Hall enslaved by the old masters? That was a question that I had. Good question. Re- re- reading that when he made that comment to the the ghouls and the cyclops because they it wasn't really animosity when they were having that conversation it was just more of an ideological ideological conversation that they mm-hmm. were having and they were just on two different sides fighting but i really was like man was he enslaved by someone before uh, uh becoming a, a part of uh purlonia's um uh, knighthood pretty much yeah so he um I, I guess it's not too much of a spoiler there, there's like there just wasn't um like much room to really go into Lord Hall's backstory, but mm. um, he is from like ancient Greece uh, and he was like found in like a glacier, mm. Uh, mm. Like, so, like kind of like, like a, like a Greek Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like not, not like, like, like yeah, none of the sensibilities at all. Uh, <laughs> but he definitely loves to fight. Um, and he sees, like King Oswald and Perlonia is like someone who's uh, like given him this chance to like be free and do what he loves to do. So mm. like, he's kind of just like, you know, 
like he's looking at like the night, like Robert Roosevelt and Sister Sybil is like, well, like, why are you guys like so so bent? Like he's giving us like he's giving us this chance to do like to do like what I like what I love to do, where it's like they're they're like Robert Roosevelt's just like I'm like pretty much like the pirate. Like, you know, I don't have a stake in this, but I'm like having to kill these people and Sister Sybil is kind of like on the same on the same path and he's just like like on a completely different perspective because of that. Mm. Okay. That's good. That's a good point right there. So again, moving right along, cause I love the way you're answering these questions. Uh, so who attacked who first, you know, was it pure, uh, Purlonia? Was it the preservers? Uh, and was this before or after the dis- uh, discovery of the uh, eth- uh, ethereal or eth- ethereal uh, cove? Cause I really wanted to know that question as well. Oh, okay. Um, so the, Perlonians were first attacked by the preservers. Um, oh, okay. the, like, so the Perlonians, they, they've been kind of like looking for a place to settle. Um, and they both know like the Perlonians and the preservers, pretty much like everyone, like everyone on the map knows that like knows of a place that they perceive to be heaven, which like is the ethereal code. Uh, it's like it's not actually heaven it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much like another plane of existence that mm-hmm. like if if you're able to like use magic to like to to tap into its energy then you become like like you have a pretty like heavy power set so they see it as like oh this is like this is the shit like like we're right. like this is heaven pretty much so um they're really trying to like it's they're really trying to like gain dominion over its power over like they're trying to control, like be like the head source of its uh, like controlling like power. Uh, So the preservers um, want to use it to basically carry out their mission of like getting rid of people who don't serve a God because they see themselves as like the only ones fit to like to communicate with heaven. Mm. Whereas like the Perlonians, in order to survive the preservers like global sweep they're like they start going to to neighboring nations and um like pretty much like pillaging pillaging <laughs> conquering enslaving to like make their numbers stronger to fight against the preservers mm. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, i got that and i got a question on that coming in i was i was about to ask something about that yeah. but it was specifically pertaining to the um ethereal ethereal cove yeah um I know traditionally when you use magic, et cetera, you always have to give something um, when you take something. If they tap into that power, does it mean that they technically have like an unlimited source where they don't have to get something in return of using that magic? Is that what that kind of is? Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're, they're feeling like it's kind of like a, a fair exchange. So, mm-hmm. like, they're, they're pretty much like they are like they're like giving their autonomy pretty much like because the more the more they're able to like control it for themselves um the more of them like the more of themselves they also lose mm. so uh, yeah. I, it may have not been i i i was trying to um like i, I yeah so with them like with the monolith they use the magic from the uh the ethereal code to like yes to like recreate like to reanimate it so that they don't have to use it on themselves like they found mm-hmm. this like this other this other being that people don't really know about uh like or don't don't have any preconceived like um ideas about like it's like his origins uh 
So that's like to them, it's kind of like a blank slate for them to use in their efforts so that they don't have to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. And I like and that. I, good and I actually, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying. Actually, no, answer, no, but like that, that actually ties into the question. I'm glad Ms. Refine, you dropped that in there because you, um, during, during my reading, it talked about pages because it said that the Supreme uh, Undead had like several pages. So I was like uh, the breakdown that Roosevelt gave when uh, the, the ghouls and the, and the Cyclopses actually came and were attacking the cove that uh, Purlonia was on. I was like, okay, when I heard that about pages, I was like, are, is there pages? Is it a textbook? Is there a large portion of something? Like what does Purlonia actually have? Because even Roosevelt was like, this is weird that they're able to break our, uh, our barriers. And like, what are you not telling me? So I don't know if that's something you can give us or something to lead up to, but I really wanted to know, is it, is it a power source just as a, like its own separate entity? That's just a, just a being, is it a book? Because I heard, I saw pages and when I read and maybe I read it incorrectly, but I just want a little bit more uh, feedback on that. Oh, you're good. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's like, you're right. So it is pages and um, like how those pages have been, I guess, uh, delegated to the preservers and the Perlonians is kind of like what, he like what Robert's now kind of unsure of. He now like now like in the midst of this fight, he's kind of like I feel like there's a little bit more on both sides that I don't fully know the story to. Mm. I like it. I like where it's going. You, you, again, that's what why, that's why it was it was my bad. It was like, it. like he's giving me a lot of lead up, but he ain't breaking it down. And I know it's only issue one, but okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, just uh, saying. Like, I knew like that was uh that I was kind of nervous about that as like a risk for for this being like the first issue, like and just throwing them out into a battle for like the whole time and not, not explaining it. So I was like, tr- I was trying to like maintain a balance of the, of the two. So um, yeah, that, yeah, that was, um, that was definitely something I, I was trying to, trying to keep in mind. So I'm like happy to hear some feedback on like how it, how it translates and stuff. You definitely did a good job with that. I I didn't feel like um I was left upset or anything about it. It left me the perfect amount of cliffhanger for me to say, okay, now I need to get this next episode because I have unanswered questions. And on top of that, I want to see the progression of where these characters go, specifically mm-hmm. Roosevelt and uh, Munira. So yes, exactly. it definitely wasn't exactly. exactly definitely for both of them. So on this one right here for um. So before I ask the other question, I was thinking, I really want to ask this question about the surrounding villages uh, in Purlonia, because, again, they're doing this uh, this Viking pillage and rape and and take yeah. killing, killing, literally taking the women or raping the women, killing the men and then taking the children and enslaving them into uh, child soldiers. So my question was that was are any of these villages that are uh, close to the cove away from the uh, not the coast, excuse me, close to Purlonia or away from Purlonia? Are they siding with the preservers? Mm. Oh, um, so that will definitely like, so there is going to be like a neighboring village that will like fully be fully be explored in, in the second issue. Um, okay. as, and they actually don't side with the preservers. Mm. So so they're um, yeah. So I, I don't I don't know how like I don't know how how much uh, how much to say. Um, but that's all. That's enough. Yeah, you ain't got you ain't got <laughs> wrong, hey, man. I know you putting in the work. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. I said, I threw it up here. I was showing the. I was like, the artwork is fire. Like, come on. Yeah. Man. This yeah, is, yeah. Thank, yeah. thank you, uh, Winston. Yeah. Uh, Winston Gambro is like great job. Winston holding it down. So, 
now we talked about that and with one of the neighboring villages i want to talk more about and this is something that when i sit this mr refine he was like well you gotta explain that more and i was trying to because <laughs> it's a long question so okay. bear with me on that gotcha. it's um so this question is like how is enslavement structured in perlonia um do the children who are forced into military uh bondage uh, isol- are they isolated in, uh, from the citizens of Perlonia or do they become a citizen? Because I'll be honest, King, the King Oswald tried to make it seem like he saved Roosevelt and, mm-hmm. and, um, and, um, and I'm sorry. And I forgot her name already. Uh, but, uh, Munira. Yeah. Munira. She was like, no, you didn't save me. I just agreed to, I just agreed to fight with you. So you didn't, so that my village wasn't, or my, my, my people weren't taken advantage of or, or, you know, rape, pillage, and what have you. So, like, what is that? What is that structure of enslavement for them? Because, again, being a military, being in the military, it seems to me, again, at least how mo- most fantas- uh, fantasies or mo- Middle Earth or anything like that. If you're in the military or in the armed forces or a knight, they try they try to put you at this pedestal of greatness. But reality mm-hmm. is that for some, you may not even have any rights. So, I wanted to know what that structure was uh, uh, when it comes to these child. These children who be who just are thrown into becoming soldiers, right? Yeah, so that's actually um, going to be like one of the the core things that's focused on, uh, like with with both Sister Sybil and and Robert Roosevelt in, mm-hmm. in number two. Like, it's going to take a look at them like after the war, um, and or well, like when they're not fighting and what what their roles look like as citizens. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like just uh, like. Uh, what I can say for sure is um, it leaves him, like it leaves Robert specifically what like with a sense of jadedness. Yeah. Um, and okay. he's going to be very uh, he's going to have to walk this fine line between like um, apathy because, you know, it's like it's better than the circumstances that like when he was first brought into uh, this, like the whole situation of the of the wars, uh, because he's it's going to be like, well, it's a lot better than it used to be. And then he's like dealing with that and, and how it contrasts with like trying to um, establish equity for the like for the remaining survivors mm. of, of the people who were enslaved during the war's efforts. And like after the war is over, like what does that look like for those citizens? Mm. I think the, you might have asked had this question later on, but I wanted to understand what was your um, inspiration behind the creation of Munira? Because she has something about her seems significant but it also makes me question not in a negative way but who in your in your personal life did you draw from inspiration from her for her creation or was that just something off the top of your head yep so we oh. took yeah. so perfect, oh. perfect example right he, he's always jumping on no, he's doing, he's doing <laughs> no, but no so yeah we wanted to know more about Munira or sister Sybil um and we wanted to know if, if that's the people name or if that's her name um the uh, Arish Arishas Arisha. 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 She was like Grace uh, Grace of the Arishas. Like we wanted to know like more about her. That inspiration to, to Ms. Refine's point, but also just her as a character. Will we get to dive deep? Because she seems like not even seems, let's keep it a hundred. She is the most powerful character that we've seen, hands yes. down. Right. And we love yeah. it though. You know, shout out to all cool. the black women and they right. and, and and the magical power that they have. Let's go. Right. So um that that's pretty much like pretty much like what the inspiration for her was. I, I feel like a lot of the times um, black women like pretty much like hold, like hold down the stru- like hold down the, like hold down the fight for like equity and equality. Um, mm-hmm. 
a lot of the times just because of their their resil like I, I like I don't like to say resilience because they shouldn't have to like they should it's like you shouldn't have to like come back from something but it's mm. the fact that they never like they never are allowed to like hold space in in spaces where they say like we're we're so often told like you like you don't belong or like you don't like you should stay in your place or like you should like uh like stay in your lane or anything like that and that does like I feel like she does kind of uh, I did get a lot, sorry I did get a lot of inspiration from like just black women in my life like like my mom, my aunts, like uh, church family members, like coworkers, like just like just seeing like how like how they move and like like trailblaze and mm. really like lead like they're like because like Robert Roosevelt is the per- like he's the protagonist, but like Sister Sybil's pretty much like the one who's unbothered. Like she's just pretty much like like un un like unwavering and whatever like comes her way. Um, and she's very like cognizant and clear of, of like what needs to be done and also like where she stands. Mm. Or it's, like, it's not, um, yes. it's not really a matter of debate for her. She's just kind of like, like, this is like these, this is, this is it. Um, and yeah, like, um, uh, as far as like her, her channeling, like, or her like speaking to Orishas, mm. um, I chose her to have like magic powers uh, mm. because, um, well, magic is dope. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. I love it. I love honesty yeah, out here, man. Magic <laughs> is lit. Um, I like she has this system called Ife magic, which is like in uh, your like Yoruban or West African language. Yep. Is, like, Yoruba, yeah. Okay. Shout out to all the Yoruba. My stepdad Yoruba. So I have. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so it's like she, she, um, she's pretty, like, she is by definition a witch, um, just because, like, she, like, she has a connection and she does, like, believe in the Orishas, uh, Mm. which are, like, like, they're pretty much, like, guides, uh, for humans towards, like, uh, like, spirits, and Mm. there's different, like, different Orisha and, like, deities and spirits that um guide you towards success and uh from her village like her village were actually practic like practitioners of witchcraft who would like create different spells to uh to pretty much like harness orisha like orisha like power but not the actual deities individual powers Mm. like the fact that they like use the base of the power to like um to manipulate the energy and the power of the magic into stuff like portals makes it like malpractice. So like they're regarded as like witches. Mm. So okay. oh, this, this is about to get deep, man. Cause I definitely was like, <laughs> no, I mean, cause for her character, seriously, the power that she possesses and what she's shown the way that she can, she can sense magic. She can sense uh, different spells and enchantments. But I was like, it's got to be more to her. And, and she almost seemed like the outcast in a sense because she was like, I'm only doing this with you because I want to make sure my people are good. And I was mm-hmm. like, that right there already made me made her my favorite character because to Miss Refine's point, I mean, to your point, I'm sorry, her refined her just how refined she was as far as what her mission was is very simple. It's, it's the it's the lesser of two evils. This this person could ra- uh, come rape and pillage my my village and we could fight and a lot of people can die. 
or I can go help this person out for whatever their goal is and say, leave us a fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that is something that to me, her as her, her character, I, I, I love the connection that she has with Roosevelt as more, more so as a guide of like, you have so much more and you are, you are yeah. thinking outside of just this, um, this soldier bondage mindset. And you're like, no, like I'm still who I am. And and that personality shines through. And that goes into a way more topics that we could talk about, about just those two characters as black, a black man and a black woman and that type of conversation that they had. Cause it wasn't like a mother, uh, mother son type of conversation. It was like almost like two sisters. It was like a sister brother type of situation right. where they were like, let me show you the experience that I've had being free. Cause you've been bondage the whole time. And so her, yeah. character, <laughs> yeah. 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 seriously, and her character, like, I love that aspect because like he still has the freedom and the, in the mindset that she has, except that he's just a soldier, but it's yeah. just like, he just shines through by just pushing forward and it's very inspiring, but it's also I, I can I could tell how you're writing her and him. Man, it's like, bro, like I you understand. It's gonna be an interesting yeah. thing later on yeah, in the exactly. future. Yeah, exactly. That's all I'm trying to say. I can talk about this conversation. No, you move on, on, but I, I know <laughs> I think it's gonna be deeper than what you said. I think it's gonna be hmm. some other relationship involved in that. And I'm gonna say well, that. I, I I hope it's not because I don't want it to fall into that trap, you know, that trope, excuse me. But I yeah, yeah. Like, I would like definitely like to be like this is you are you are greater than what this person is saying that you are how they uh they've raised you since you were a child. No, they didn't raise you, they took you, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you know, that's for, and that's a fact. So um one of the other questions I want to talk about is about Roosevelt. And see, because, man, we are segueing in greatly out here. And I love it because we're knocking down these questions, but really having some deep conversation. Like, I want to know, like, what progression of Roosevelt's gift to survive should we expect in the rest of the series? Because I think uh, survival as being a gift or, or a skill is something that a lot of anime, a lot of manga touch on for certain characters. But it's never it's never explored outside of like they'll just survive. I mean, like Domino is a as a character out of Marvel and her and, and her ability as a as a mutant to like always just do high probabilities like uh, for success for her to survive. But I want to know, like, what what are you looking at to explore this skill? Because you did talk about it in issue one as far as they, it could grow. Uh, it has its potential is like infinite. OK, uh, thanks. Um yeah, so I definitely like honestly um plan to very soon kind of like like ex- like further explore um his connection to survival. Hmm. Um, it definitely traces back to like the village that he came from. Uh so we're going to be able to like eventually see what that used to look like. Um Yeah, I know we got like a a very like quick Quick look. Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, village right there. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Blossom trees all over there. I was like, we, we it's like we in this it's like we on the plains in Africa and in Japan all at the same time. So yeah. Like, yeah. I see what you're doing. Or maybe it's just Africa because we don't know if it's if it's pink trees out there too. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't show the whole, they don't show the real, but go ahead. Go ahead. Let me show that. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, he um That'll like ultimately like uh, this first this fourth uh, this first story I, I um, like when I first started uh, Fables of Reclamation I had wanted to um, tell like a superhero origin story in medieval times and um, that was always going to be like Robert at the at the forefront and like some of the earlier drafts that I had uh, been working on um, 
was like him having flashback scenes during a war. So that was actually like ended up turning into the first issue. Mm. Uh, it was initially just like a couple pages. And then like the more it was like the, the more time I took, like kind of really like um, just like, like fleshing out like like the purpose of him being in a war before like the superhero origin aspect like begins um it kind of also ties back to him like be like showing how he survives in the war like so he's getting like fucked up left and right in this like in these in these uh fight scenes and um that's like it traces back to like things that he was just taught mm. uh, it mm. taught to like survive um and like how how his village um, was like putting that at the forefront of like teaching all of their children and um, how that factored into like their role in the preserver wars. And then how he's like, tries to tap into that, like on his, on his new course. Let's tap into the uh, power. (laughs) Like going, going on and going in. I love it. I love it, man. Yeah. Roosevelt, like I said, Roosevelt and, uh, late, uh, Sister Sybil or Manira. Uh, uh, Manira. Uh, is that her name? Like I just want. Yeah, sure. yeah. So yeah, her name. Her name's Manira. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. But yeah, I lo- those two characters, hands down, are just like way more. Like you, you could just tell to Miss Refine's point, like the depth, the amount of layers that you can put on those characters are about to be enormous. I could just literally could ride that out full, like just full on. Like I mean, like hell, like. Not just Game of Thrones, but uh, Lord in the Rings. Like it's so many layers that you can do, and so many yeah. aspects. So yes. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Now I do want to talk about the monolith, okay? Because the monoliths to me, fire. Okay, they fire. Oh, they, cool. they, they, yeah, yeah. They, I, I, they, it's like, it's like they just want to, like they just want to be one with the with the world, with Middle Earth or the world or universe, and they just like what you what you all are doing above the surface. Like you have no idea. Like you literally don't know. Like you are, you are, you are, you are uh, peons to the infinite, to the infinite aspect of the code. But I want to ask this question anyway. So, you know, the monoliths, do they want to keep magic, uh, magical balance, or are they just a neutral party that wants to be left alone? Because I really wanted to know that about the monoliths. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they're pretty much in a neutral party that wants to be left alone. Mm. Like they're, they're at least like as far as um, their function on, on, in the world um yeah they they really don't um have any qualms um or quarrels um with with anyone i think it's because of like their size and (laughs) like their size and you know outward appearance um they're like it's easy to like like it's easy for the preservers to like create a narrative about them for people to be scared of. So mm. that's like an easy target for them to like use the ethereal code's power because they're also already big. So mm. then like when like they uh, use the magic to like reanimate them into this like giant acid spitting dragon, it's like, Oh, see, like this is the, this is like what we like, this is what they're like. And then um, a lot of that had to do with, um, just like how I feel like a lot of um, like black people, like a lot of narratives are like a lot of narratives are written on, on just black appearance. So mm. I chose something that looked kind of like the lock, like the lockless monster or like mm. the black because <laughs> those old monster movies uh, back in the day were usually like intentional parallels on like black culture and black people. Yes. And like yes. telling, 
telling us like how like or telling society through like science fiction and fantasy like how to view people that look different because uh, it's always like a white girl that they're like kidnapping <laughs> like that like the lebron james in the front of that magazine when he was dressed up like supposed to be like the monkey the king kong and they had the white woman and, yeah i didn't like that either man yeah i got you <laughs> okay no, i got you no I, i'm just I saying was thinking- I was thinking more along the lines of like the the cracking on uh, Clash of Titans, and they were kind of taking advantage of him. But to find out the the fact that he had that free will later on after Roosevelt helped him out, that was dope. So that surprised me a lot because I definitely was expecting that to be a controlled creature for sure. Yeah, man, that that definitely is true, man. I love I love the I do want to see more of the monoliths. So I want to have more conversations with Roosevelt and uh, and Manura. Uh, to, with them because I think the knowledge that they have because they live in the depths of the sea, but not only on that, they, they literally have watched from the depths of the sea and saw how humanity, the undead, everybody interacts. And it's really? like, they were there like probably in there more, uh, when humans were uh, coming out of the, the ocean, you know what I mean? So it's just, it, it, it's, a, I, I, they're characters who you want to know more about is what I'm really trying to get at. Um, you really already answered this question. So I'm going to move on. Cause that was my question about what to expect from the Supreme Undead. Uh, but uh, my last question here that I have is like, so what is what was the rollout schedule for Fables of Reclamation uh, moving forward? Like what, what is the what's the game plan for this series and how are you going to uh, just keep not only keep the buzz, but also get be, keep people involved and engaged? Because let's be honest with technology now, like you got in Japan too, like when it comes to a manga, like it's out, like they are pushing the limits every week. It's a manga coming out. And I mean, you look at one piece over, I mean, way over a thousand episodes on, on, on the anime, but the manga, man, if you try to start reading that now, you are, yeah. First 20 to 50 mangas, you're going to be like, all right, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then you get good. So how, I mean, what's, what's the rollout process for this and how are you going to keep, the audience involved in this story because it is a good story just coming off if you are a fantasy reader this is you know this this woman right here this is the this is the this is the main that's character it. me even though roosevelt that's is it. in front this is the main character but go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> cool. um yeah uh okay so that uh yeah the rollout schedule this has all been like um definitely a learning a learning curve process so i'm uh like honestly getting um getting more like comfortable and confident and in like outward engagement Mm. um and uh having like yeah having more appearances uh just like reaching out to um like local like local news like local comic uh shops um and staying active on on social media uh also like for like like exploring that avenue a little bit more too um as far as like like producing more like issues um definitely want this story for fables of reclamation to be like a three part mm. um so that like that'll be like the end of like the like like one and like one two and three will be a uh, complete like arc and then um yeah uh from from there we will yeah <laughs> continue like pretty much continue like reaching out um like uh this uh, actually in the couple weeks i haven't announced it on the instagram page yet like we like we'll be having a booth at 
LA Comic Con. Shout uh, out, man. When's, when is that? When is that? Uh, next, like in a week, like this, uh, December 3rd through the 5th. Oh, man. You, yeah, um, that's, that's really that's next weekend. Yeah. yeah so that's like, next it's, weekend. like, it's all happening like a little, like pretty fast. Uh, but it's like really exciting. Uh, like very exciting. It's a blessing, really. Um, uh, yeah. And just like trying to honestly just keep, like, hold myself accountable. In, in terms of like staying staying on the path to like keep pushing the stories out there, um, and honestly like seeing people's like reactions and getting feedback is kind of like a motivator and inspiring to mm-hmm. to keep doing that. Yeah, man. Well, you- I like that. I definitely like that because I, I always stress this every time, specifically when we have black creators on, writers, comic book writers, um, mm-hmm. etc. I always stress that this was frowned upon so heavily specifically during our day and age. And, you know, I remember reading these books, but I wouldn't tell my friends I was reading this sort of book. Like in the 90s. My mom's, in the 90s. Yes, <laughs> I felt when I'm reading my mom's uh, six, 700 page book about dragons and lore and, and ghouls and whatever else is going on there, mages and wizards. They'd be like, yo, I ain't going to say it, but get the hell out of here. Like, yeah. what is you reading? I had to keep that to myself, but mm. now it's so accepted widely. And just to let you know that, you you know, we're giving you your flowers right now because Thanks. this is something that we should have been doing a long time ago. And it's a great thing to to do. It's beautiful artwork. It's a great story. And keep pushing forward. We'll definitely be here supporting you 100 percent because I truly am a fan of this. Man. This is my style of stuff. Um, it may not seem like it, but this is what I love. Trust me. I me love too, it. I appreciate it. Big on fantasy. I'm glad you guys like it. That's that's super dope. Yeah, I, I told when I first, like I said, when I first saw it before you was even printing and everything like that, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is my this is my this is my realm because it's the it, it's also the, the the perseverance and and just the conversations that a lot of these main characters, protagonists, and antagonists you have, and I'm always inter- interested in the antagonist first, just because a lot of times people don't do the quote unquote villain justice. And a lot of times a villain is really not a villain. It's just the, the, their way of thinking goes against the way of thinking of the protagonist. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, okay, well now you're at a crossroads. So what do you do? And typically that means you start fighting, kicking ass, but at the end of the day, <laughs> some, but sometimes they have very serious conversations that make the protagonist either. They're going to stay stead, be steadfast in their belief. Uh, even if it's, even if it's dead wrong, or they're going to have a they're going to they're going to become the villain because what their their group or their society that they're looking at is like, oh, no, this protagonist, this antagonist, this villain had a point. And as I look at the overall picture, you're not we're not we're not the good guys and we're not we're not the purest here. We're, we have a lot of issues and it's more so power than anything else. So definitely love how you bring in Purelonia. And how I mean, even that name, Purilonia, <laughs> and just <laughs> and just um and just what they what they have to offer, man. So congratulations on getting into LA Comic Con. Yeah, uh, we we definitely have talked in our last episode and episodes before about us uh, being able to come to Comic Cons. Like I want the whole layout, you know, the backdrop, all that stuff because it I you got to get it in the mud. Shout out to Concrete Comics uh, uh, on oh, uh, yeah for 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 saying that because that's something that I think a lot of uh, a lot of black creators to Mr. Refine's point, they really, it is more so not intimidation. It's more so like, damn, like, am I really going to be accepted there? And then you get to those comic cons and the black people that are there, like they're going to support you a hundred percent, man. And at least, at least 
at least in the photos of social media, what they show. They, they, they buying, I mean, they buying books though. So I mean, the transactions are happening. Right. Yeah, whether they like it or not, that's a different story. But the transactions are happening. So you just they because they don't see a lot of of us in that sense, and to have us in like, especially if the story is is even halfway decent. Like you just gotta give it opportunity. I think a lot of people just be like, "Oh, it's not great." Like especially with black folks, it's like we got to be perfect while everybody else can be mediocre. Yeah, even to our own people at times, and it's like, "Damn, let me breathe. Like, let mm-hmm. me grow." And I'm glad that you, yeah. you know, I'm glad that we got you now, so that as you do grow and we see the we see the development of the story, is something that we can be like, "Man, this is this is where you are always attempting to be." You just had to be. You just had to go through the path and go through that process. So we appreciate you. Um, I do want to say this before you before you end. Every creator um, that we've had this month, I've said their stuff has been excellent and that's been no cap. I've loved everybody's work on here. It didn't matter what what it was, what the uh, theme was behind it. I've loved everybody's work. So I really, really enjoy this. And again, let you know that we're giving you your flowers and we definitely like this sort of stuff. And to let everybody know we out here and we here, we here to stay and we are here to support each other because as D said, there is a community of us that is now open and saying, Hey man, we're around. We want to be here to support each other. And at these events are the time and places, but we are also here to highlight and showcase that by bringing brothers and sisters on who are in that field and even people who are doing the cosplay. So shout out to you for, taking your dreams and, and pushing that envelope and, and doing what you want to do and also keep pushing. And, we, and again, we behind you hundred percent. Hey, well, thank you guys so much. You're welcome, man. So let them know where they can find you, man. You got to give them the good send off, you know, your social media handles, your email, the website, all that. Give it to them. Give it oh, all to them. True. True. Um, yeah. So our, our social media handle on Instagram is uh geek quality comics with an X. Uh, so C O M I X. And uh, we also have a website uh, at geekquality.com. That's right. Geekquality.com. When is issue two coming? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's a good question, man. Um, TBD. But I like, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as I have a definite date, it'll like, I'll, I'll let you guys know. This, our, this artwork Perfect. ain't cheap, man. And I love at the end, just so I got a shirt. Oh, no, is this the, no, that, that ain't the one. He was putting little, I, I don't know if that was you or your idea or the uh, artists that were putting little. Come on, man. Like, let's, let's, be, let's talk about it. Oh, like this. Adds, oh yeah. That's, that's uh so that's like a, a quick, a quick glimpse into number two. Yeah, come on, man. Look at the village. Look at the elephant though. The elephant fire with the gold on the, like, yeah. gold on the my chain. Oh, anyway, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. As soon as I saw him, I was like, Pop the Miley on the sweat. <laughs> but uh man, I appreciate you. Uh, it, it's been another episode of Black Nerd Fridays, Mr. Refine, man. You, you my you my brother, you hold me down always. You Kiki always says, Dr. Says, we love you. And we all yes. we can't wait for you to come. We can't wait for your month of December to hold it down. Oh, go check down. out this, get this man's comment, but go to geekquality.com. Come on, man. You all you gotta go is Black Nerd Fridays and go see who we follow. It's fables of reclamation. Is is issue one. You're gonna enjoy it. It's quick. It, the artwork is is beautiful. Fire. And it's just it's just a good time, man. So check y'all out. Enjoy it. Enjoy your indigenous people day, man. Shout out to all the Native Americans <laughs> who got killed by these white colonizers. And I and I and I love how it's becoming the browning of the United yeah, States. And it's real. gonna continue because they're gonna try to get rid of us, but they need us because they ain't know how to work in the first place. It's Black Nerd Fridays, and we out. Thank like you. I said, go get the damn book. Don't play this, man. Ho- ho- 